everybody. And it's Sunday once again. And hopefully you all had a great last week Easter. I uh, just did some barbecued. Uh, I love I love doing ribs on the grill. And so I've learned how to make them better than I used to. I'm starting to use rubs. You know, like Steve, you know, that's on Twin Cities Live. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm starting to use rubs. And, and really it is... I never realized, I've always cooked my ribs with barbecue sauce, right? Sure, yeah. I never realized when you use a good rub, you don't need the barbecue sauce. Oh, wow. It has a whole taste sensation to itself. And what's so cool is that you can do different, you know, put it on the table. So if you do want to put a little, you could try a couple different. You're not beholden to just one barbecue sauce if you want to dip it in barbecue sauce. So have some options yep. yeah, there. Yeah, it is really good. My favorite is still Ken Davis. I still love the Ken Davis barbecue sauce. I don't mm. know. It's, it's, um, oh, I forget who's on the market right now. See, I don't like a spicy one. Okay. I like more of a hickory, you mm. know, type one. Yeah. Um, that sounds so yeah, good. And so, uh, but anyway, so I used uh, a Ken Davis, but I didn't need it because I really enjoyed the ribs. <laughs> and then I found that I really like Famous Dave's Original Rub. Oh, okay. I've tried some different ones, and I really like, because there again, I don't like spicy. And right. I don't want to go twang. <laughs> to me, it wrecks the meat. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so because I, I did uh, apple... Uh, I uh, forget, apple butter something rub, and it was Ooh. okay, but I really like the Ken Davis better. So. Okay. Nice. So FYI, if you guys got any rubs that you really like, uh, email it to me because like I said, I'm all, you know, but remember not spicy. If anything, I guess I like it more sweet, sweet. would be sure. that, you know, so lots so, to try out there apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, the rain and then more uh, rain, but I believe know. it or not, we didn't get much rain in Hugo. Oh, okay. It, it's, uh, we got some, but nothing like every, it just seemed like it stayed like more on Anoka side and didn't drift over to the forest like Hugo White Bear side. <laughs> and so, yeah, Hugo, where I live, does not, did not get much. Our rain gauge was pretty sparse. <laughs> we put the rain gauges out. Yeah, it's just the cloudiness for me. I'm oh, like, yeah. it was a beautiful Easter weekend. Yes. You know, and then now yeah. it just feels like every day is like the hey, same. You remember we get, we always, every year it happens, we I, get lulled into that I know. warmth and springs here, you know, and then when you know this week now we're seeing what, either tomorrow or Tuesday possible of snow flurries. I know. So just think of last week's rain would have been snow. We would have been up there. It was hockey tournament weekend, I think. Yeah, it was a hockey tournament or basketball tournament. I can't remember. But anyway, we always usually get storms or maybe the, I don't know if they make, but it is so, April here yeah, in Minnesota. Yep, so. April for showers, <laughs> bring May flowers. So then, and I'm getting the house ready because, you know, the kidlins are coming, the grandkids. Oh, they are? May 1st. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be ready? <laughs> Five months to eight years, three boys yeah. and the littlest one is a girl. So. I don't know. You haven't just Hollis and, and the first two were like crazy city, you know? Then, sure, yeah. Because the last time the third one was here, he uh, was seven months, so he really wasn't up and going yet. Right. Okay, now we got three that are up and going. And, oh, and Cassandra says uh, Rockney is a handful. He, he is a very, very strong-willed child. <laughs> Well, so we might have to give him a broom that's his size, and when he's you know gets into that out here, take this energy and go sweep the yep. barn. Come to work. <laughs> so we hope so. So hopefully you guys got uh, some great questions for me. Then I got something to say at the end of the show today. I'm not going to say at the beginning. I'll say it at the end. So <clears throat> tune in. Don't tune me out because I know sometimes people. Oh, you get to the end of the show and they just kind of go. Oh yeah, click. Don't, don't do so, that. Don't do that today. <laughs> don't do that. Nope. 
So anyway, and then, um, of course, taking your questions. No guests today. It'd be just your questions and stuff that I want to bring up. And uh, got some, uh, there, I got a, an email. And I she didn't tell me, but uh, if Sonia from California, she has two dogs named Maggie and Mia. Cute. Yeah, and she emailed me. She had a question, and uh, she said she was from California. I'm like, you know, I don't think that our show goes anyplace other than Minneapolis, St. Paul. You know what I mean? The the area that it right. reaches but, to. But with podcasts. Yeah, I, yes. and I guess it's so. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. And I, but, so cool. But she didn't answer the question to, uh, okay. as far as like, okay, where did you, you know, how did you find it? Oh. I know nothing about ca- a podcast. You know, I don't listen to myself because a couple of times when I started to listen to myself, I didn't like myself. <laughs> Not good to listen to yourself. All of a sudden it's like, do I really sound like that? And so it's like, okay, I'm not going to listen anymore. You know, there's some actors and actresses that don't they watch don't their watch movies. The, yep, yep, exactly. And they don't read reviews because they don't want, you know, they don't want it. They just did it. They're done. They yep. move on, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. And I can get it. I oh, can, I, I, always, I get that too. You I probably wouldn't. <laughs> right. You're always critiquing yourself. So, uh, mm-hmm. so hi, Sonia from Sonia, Sonia, you know, from California, Maggie and Mia. And Maya, Maya, Mia could be Mia or Maya, M-I-A could be Maya or Sure, Mia. right. So, anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, like But I said, maybe she was, yeah, maybe in searching, you know, that uh, you can search for specific topics okay, yeah. or types of podcasts, and so, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's just a reminder that all the great shows here on MyTalk1071 uh, com is uh, our podcast, and then now they're doing some live videos of some of the each weekday shows, yes. some of their games that they play. You so can you can actually watch. see yeah, you can watch them, <laughs> not just listen. So there that, are live reactions, which yes. are so much fun. Oh yeah, especially with this crew. I mean this is a I, I've never worked at another radio station. I've been guests at other radio stations, but I never worked at one. And boy, I'll tell you, they're all like this. And that's not what I hear. But uh, Hubbard Broadcasting is awesome. You know, all the leaders are great. They they really are kind people, and all the the talent is great. And I'm just proud to be a fa- uh, a part of it. And this 19 years this year totally blows my mind because it seems like I just started maybe four or five years ago. You forget as you get older that things go on. So anyway, so hopefully you've got some great uh, questions for me today. Give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. So anyway, what was I going to do here? Oh, there we are. Okay, and then uh, w- one thing that uh, I was, uh, somebody emailed me on this, is that at dinner time their dogs go nuts. You know, when they just go and get the bowl or even go to where the food is, the dog starts going mm. hyperspastic. <laughs> They're either barking or jumping or just going nutso. Okay, now some people may like that. I like orderly, right? I don't <laughs> right. want to be jumped on. I don't want to be barked at. You know what I mean? I want calmness. And it's not good for the dog to get, you know, just like us. It's not good for us to get all revved up before we eat. Okay? It's not healthy for the digestive system. And so that's why I really, if you really don't, uh, I... I've never had a problem with that because this is what I do. I don't have set feeding times, okay, and I don't rev them up for it. You know, my dog's feeding time is anywhere from 8 in the morning till 10 in the morning, okay, or and at night, anywhere from 7 at night to 9, 9.30 at night. And and plus, I don't make a big deal. You guys hungry? Let's go. We're going to eat now. You know, I don't rev them up. They know when I go for the bowls, they'll pop up like, I think I heard a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, uh, so if you don't like that, and I strongly suggest that you don't allow it because it's not good for the dog's digestive system to be pumped up like that and get all hypered up. And then, then they're obviously they're going to eat faster too because.
because they're all revved up, right? So what I strongly suggest is you change your, your dinner times. Don't give set dinner times. And then um, if make your, make the dinner and then put it away. Don't feed it right away you know, where they see you meet, making it. But then maybe you put it in the microwave or the stove or a closet or something like that. Yeah. Don't turn it on. You know, you're just getting it out of <laughs> right. And see, then later, maybe 15, 20 minutes later, then come into the kitchen, grab the bowls, and then whatever you put, wherever you feed your animals. But don't make, like, are you ready to eat? You know, don't rev them up. I usually just say, let's go. And they're like, okay. I, but they heard the dishes. And so that's why I change the feeding time. Don't give the set if your dogs go nuts. And then um, uh, don't rev them up for it and just stay calm. And, and then I strongly suggest also that if you have multiple dogs, feed them in their kennels or feed one in the kitchen, one in the bathroom, maybe one in the laundry room. Don't feed them in the same area. As the dogs get older, sometimes what happens is that the younger ones want to come and whoop their food down and come and steal from the older dogs, yeah. okay? Um, and, and usually feeding time, because sometimes it does get chaos, creates fights. And so then people have to stay in, like, in the middle. It's like, Why? No, just feed them. Sounds in sep- so stressful. <laughs> just feed them in separate areas, and the dog that's the most nuts—that's the dog that you pick up the bowl last from. Okay, you pick up the other bowls, and because then what's going to happen when you pick up that one that is more insanely over his food and wants to go check out everybody else's? All those bowls are gone. Oh, you know, right. and so he's like, there's nothing to pick up. There's nothing to pick a fight with. Mm-hmm. There's no bowl stealing. There's no nothing. And so that's what you want to be able to do is that. And then I strongly, if your dog woofs the food, like swallows the kernel whole, then what you want to do is for sure with your dry food, put with the amount that you're going to feed in the bowl and then put hot tap water on until everything floats nicely. Put it aside. Okay, uh, a half hour non-grain free, uh, hour for grain free about. And when you come back to the bowl, you want to make sure that all the water's gone and then, and, and then fluff it and then feel a couple of the nuggets and you want it soft pretty near to the center. And so then what happens is that if it's not, then put more water, more water on it, wait, and then, um, put your supplements in, fluff it and now feed it to the dogs. Because if the dog literally swallows it whole, okay, that, that dry nugget sitting in the stomach and now they go over and that's like eating a box of saltine crackers. Then they go over and drink a buttload of water and then that's all sitting in the stomach and it's like rehydrating in the stomach. Oh, and so some right. dog, yeah, so some, if a dog eats his food, okay, it's not as bad, but when they're woofing their food, mm-hmm. you want to rehydrate those dry nuggets it's going to be healthier on the dog and if your dog is having a chronic problem with uh, you know diarrhea or whatever type thing try softening the food you know and like i say where you feel the nugget is pertinent soft to the center if not add more water and then also do maybe put probiotics digestive enzymes um in there also but that's the whole thing is that make dinner time calm time not nutsy over the hill time okay <laughs> okay hopefully you got the question for me six five one six four one one oh seven one okay do trivia questions today you ready ready Okay, what color are zebras? Are they white with black stripes, black with white stripes, both of, of the above or none of the above? We'll be back. Hey, thanks for staying tuned and sharing your Sunday afternoon here with on MyTalk1071.com. And you heard the ad for Pet Cremation of MN, that John, who owns the, uh, the facilities, is awesome. Uh, I've had many friends use them, and uh, there's a lot of pets that are leaving. And so make sure that, you know, even if they to be put down in a vet clinic um, or if they die at home, uh, that they will go to your vet clinic to pick them up uh, and, the, and then they or they will come to your home. You don't have to, they, you, 
will do in, you know, if you bring them down to pet, petcremationmm.com, uh, they will do it there. They do have a special room for that. So it's just really check into it. So, you know, Minnesota, uh, petcremationmn.com. John Watterson, he's he's awesome guy. Okay, what colors are zebras? Are they white with black stripes, black with white stripes? Both of the bu- above, none of the above. I'm going to say both of the above. Nope. They're no. black with what their undercoat is black. It with is black. White. Yep. Okay. That's been the ongoing <sighs> words. When you stand and look at a zebra, you yeah. really try to figure it out. And it is. It's, it's black, you know, with white stripes is what it I'm is. I'm going to have to check out some images here. There you go. <laughs> okay. But see, when you look at them, it's like an but optical it, illusion. Yeah. You know, so. And did you know, this is a little trivial fact on the side, is that... They the flies don't bother them because of their stripiness. Hmm. The flies don't bug them, you know, like over in Africa and stuff like that. The bugs leave them alone because they're also confused about yeah, apparently. Because yeah, no, they they don't have you know they interesting. They yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Lucky for them. No kidding. <laughs> hey, you got a question? We got some open lines. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who's up to bat? Yeah, we have Anna. She's actually going to take a class of yours, and oh, she yeah. has questions about training collars. Sure. Hi, Anna. How you doing? I'm fine, Katie. How are you? Good, good. What can I do for you? Well, I brought my rescue dog 10 years ago to you, and now we have another one. Oh, well, who do you have now? Uh, <laughs> he's a Heinz 57. He's a pit bull, border collie mix. Okay, okay three years old right. um, but you mentioned uh, we were just signing up for everything to get the check off to you and you mentioned a training collar what kind of collar are you talking about well there's it depends on the personality there's two collars that i use uh regularly you know if they you know if one doesn't work we try the other one and so mm-hmm. then and then i carry them obviously so that you can buy them through me because we, it just depends on the personality some dogs uh i use a star i'm sure you've heard me talk about the star mark collar okay that you can get online um, I try that. Uh, those I use for my puppy classes. And then, you know, some people uh, are an aversion to this, that, you know, the pinch collars or the prong collars. Um, but I, yeah, and see what it is. I, I fit both collars, whichever one I use. I fit them so they slide over the head and slide off. I when it's on and the ho- leash is hooked on, I mm-hmm. want the collar to be totally loose. That so you could always put your hand between the neck of the dog and the collar. Because in my book, when the dog is paying attention, there is no collar pressure. That's part of the reward. There's not a constant pressure there, and so I don't sure. understand when people use these prong collars why they're always so tight and so snug, and it. Un- nerves most dogs i get a lot of dogs that start coming start becoming um reactive on walks and the reason is is a part of it is the fact that it's like you and i went for a walk and i grabbed you between your elbow and your armpit and i put pressure on it and i start we're walking and we're walking and we're walking pretty soon you're looking at me like uh what can i do to get you to let go of my arm (laughs) (laughs) and so and that's the way the dog feels if there's constant collar pressure constant pressure that's what the dog is like how can what can i do to get rid of that and that's he why walks. I mean, he walks really nice. Nice, great. Okay, oh, he's three years old. He came from Texas. We okay. had him not quite three months. All right. And uh, well, that's good. I I know when I brought my other girl to you, I still got her. Do you? Um, oh yeah, she's ten. She's just a sweetie. Oh, nice. And the two are getting along, nice. Yes, they are. Oh, we good. Took the introduction very gradually. Nice. But I remember, you know, when I got her, she was a year, and mm-hmm. you got that just unsuredness. You don't have that confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on with him also. Okay. 
Okay. And I told my husband, we're going to class. There we go. This works can, wonders. Well, it does. It helps under the dog to understand you better and you understand the dog better and get the communal communication lines going. You know, instead of expecting, like, the dog to, to do things, know his name. And that's when you get a rescue. A lot of people don't realize that even if they know the name of the dog when they're rescued, they change the name. And so that's why a lot of people, don't, the dogs have not gotten used to, unless they've been in the foster system a long time, they have not gotten used to the name they were given. And so that's why the door is always open that to change, you know, change it to anything you want, you know, because they don't know, they're not familiar with that, who they are yet. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I changed one. A, yeah. One dog that I got. Learning. Yeah. One, one dog I got, they named him Neapoli, Neapoleon. Is that right? Not Neapolitan. Napoleon. Napoleon. There we go. I knew I was saying that <laughs> Napoleon. And there would be doggone if I was going to be yelling Napoleon. And so I changed his name to Hank. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was called Mo. Mo, okay. But we don't know if the you know the people down in Texas did that. He did have brown hair, and he looks like he has a little mohawk. But oh, cool. He did not respond. Okay, yeah. To that at all? Yep. Nope. They so now he's. Gizmo, but I call him Grizz because his face looks like a bear. Oh, cool. Nice, nice. He's responding now. Okay, yep, it takes a little bit. And the best way to get a dog used to his new name is when you go feed him, you just kind of don't stand over him, but kind of when you put the bowl down, oh, Grizz, look at you, Grizz. Oh, you like your food, Grizz? Oh, such a Grizz. Look at you, Grizz. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, this word Grizz means something really cool for them. Feeding time, and then drop a, you know, take some of their food sometimes and just drop it on the floor. Grizz, can you find it? Oh, good, Grizz. Very nice. It's very nice, Grizz. And so then I actually should... used your trick because mm-hmm. I listened to the radio years ago. He was eating really fast. Okay. And so we had the gate up, and I threw it across the floor. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I used to do that with a couple of mine when I didn't have time to rehydrate. Yep. I just threw it across the floor. Go find it. Is <laughs> what it is. Well, I can't wait to see you. Hope oh, you sounds good. That class. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks for the call. All right, Katie. Bye bye. All right, Rarity, open line, 651-641-1071. Give a holler. We got we to gotta talk animals here. Okay, so we talked about feeding time, not to have your dogs go nuts, okay? Okay, now, here's another one. Um, the spring opening up, a lot of the pups that was gotten, you know, gotten the over the winter, they don't have any idea what grass is, mud is, Something and what new. all these <laughs> smells are and stuff like that, okay? So there's a lot of them that are digging. And so a lot of the people are getting all upset. They're digging. I said, well, you got, you got to, the move, earth is moving. There's earthworms they've never smelled. There's grubs. There's moles. There's yeah. gophers. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's like a wow to the average dog because they've been smelling you know, frozen tundra, and now all of a sudden, here it is. It's like, wow, it's because the rain now has opened everything. And so that's why what you're going to want to do is that don't allow the dog to be out by themselves if you're having a digging problem. Some of the dogs will dig, like, around the foundation, okay? And then what the deal is with that is that you want to put rabbit fencing down where you don't want the dog to dig. And the reason is because now it's got to hurt their paws when they get to it. But then also we'll we'll talk about... uh, Talk about the next thing. Okay, so hold on. Don't turn that tone there. Okay, what existing bird has the largest wingspan? Stork, swan, condor. Alrighty then. We just heard that ad from Lunseth Organic Lawns, and we were I was going to discuss that, so let's just do a quick bit about that. Please, as you're putting your plan together for a lawn for this year, can you please consider to stop the chemicals and just do organic? Uh, you can use corn gluten meal. You can look that up online as far as how much you need per whatever, and it usually takes about two years. And corn gluten meal, what it does is sterilize 
is the the seed. Like when the dandelions go to seed, those seeds don't turn into new dandelions. You have to take care of the original plant, oh. but you don't get more dandelions. Oh, okay. But if you call Lunseth, uh, organiclawns, uh, dot com, they can help you out with that too. But the biggest thing is please really reconsider because the, the toxicity level, and it is, it's, a, it's a proven fact that dogs that live in homes that use chemicals, you know, lawns all the time, they have a 70% chance of getting some form of lymphoma. Oh. 70%. Wow. And so the thing is, if that's not worth changing your lawn care, and who cares? I love my my yellow poppies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they look very pretty until they go to seed. Right. <laughs> so anyway, okay. What existing bird has the largest wingspan? A stork, a swan, a condor, or an albatross? I didn't even know the last one. Um, A stork? Nope, an albatross. Okay. <laughs> an albatross wingspan, get this, can go from 8 to 11.5 feet. Wow. 8 feet across. Can you imagine <laughs> oh. the bird that, oh, yeah, that's craziness. Yeah, the albatross. I was thinking the condor when okay. I read that. I really thought it was be the condor, condor, but it's the albatross. So, yeah, um, but anyway, okay, Learning something new. Yeah, that's the purpose of the Katie Canine yes. Show. We got to teach, 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 teach. Yes. All right, who's up next? We have Vicky, and she has a puppy, and um, she has some questions about the puppy's barking. All right. Hey, Vicky, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. How old's your puppy? She is five months old, and we've had her for three weeks. Okay, and what kind is she? A Morky. A Morky, okay. So what's going on? Well, of course, when we first got her, she was really shy and whatnot and mm-hmm. never barked, and I was a little concerned that she maybe didn't have a voice box. But ah. believe me, she does. Hello. <laughs> yeah. We live We live um, in a neighborhood where, like, our our kitchen, the, the sliding glass door, looks out to a walking path, and we have a lot of people that walk daily and that bring their dogs and whatever. Okay. And all of a sudden, she barks at everything that goes by. And I was wondering what I could do about that. Okay, uh, there's a couple things. Number one, why small dogs are barkers is because you got to look at the world from their point of view. It's like Land of the Giants, right? Right. And so a dog that does not have confidence is a, an alarmist, a barker. Yep. And so the first thing is is that you need to do obedience and you need to teach tricks. you got to build the confidence level up. That's the main thing right there. Because when I brought my, my two small dogs home, my, my husband looked at me he said, no, no way. I am not having a bunch, bunch of yappy, snappy, you know, little dogs. And I said, mm-hmm. don't worry. They're going to be fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And no, that's, you know, uh, you know, uh, my Yorkie Karen Terrier, you know, uh, that's Gilligan. He, you know, that, that Terriers are noticed to be a kind of an alarmist anyway. But, you know, if you knock on the door, you're, you're going to hear him. All right. But he's not barking at every little bird or squirrel that's going by. Right. So the big thing that what I would try first is uh, get yourself a pop can, a couple of them, a beer can. Okay. Rinse it out, put five pennies in it, tape right. the top with bright colored tape so you know that's the shaking can mm-hmm. so that you don't grab the can you're drinking and wear it. All right. right. Okay, so now what you're going to do is start working on the word quiet or enough. First, you're going to do is you're going to give her, now let's say she's barking out the window. First, what you're going to do is give her a growl. Ah. Okay, and then you're going to shake the can and then you're going to say quiet. And as soon as she quiets, even for a second, just call me, go, thank you. Don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the headsy, all right? Okay. Start saying just thank you or very nice. Now, if it looks like if it, she's like, she, she'll jump and then she'll look at you and then she might go, well, but there goes another person and get into her head. Don't wait for her to try to start. Give her, ah, 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 quiet, quiet, 
Very nice. Now, redirect her. Where's dad? Where's your ball? Where's Dolly? You know, get her onto something else, okay? Mm-hmm. And so then now, at first, it's ah, the growl, then shake the can. And then your quiet word, all right? Okay. Just don't say no. Dogs are no to death. And pretty soon, no means absolutely nothing to dogs. So you got to teach them words and what they mean. And the growl gets their attention. And then what's going to happen now? The correction, shake the can, and then quiet. Then after five times of doing that, it's ah, quiet. And if she does it, now the can comes out and you shake it. Sometimes you can, don't ever throw it at the dog, but to make a bigger impact, you can just throw it to the floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then, like I said, quiet. And then as soon as she does it, thank you. It's not the volume. Don't start screaming. It's the deeper and slower your voice is. But if you start screaming like, knock it up, bad dog, that just feeds the frenzy. And the dog, go from the dog's point of view, is like, oh, you like you barking too? Let's all bark together. <laughs> right? right? So that's what you got to be the stable for. Ah, 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 quiet. Hey, quiet. Very nice. Very nice. Where's your dolly? Let's go over here. What's this over here? Redirect. So then if she goes to the window to look out, you can get into her head before she stops. Ah, ah, quiet. Don't even think about it. Okay. okay. So get into her head so that she learns to watch but doesn't react. Right. All right. And then the big thing is to start doing, you know, walking on a leash where she has to walk next to you. Start doing some tricks, some brain teasers, getting to look to you for direction. And then that's going to give you more power, more of a leader in her eyes. So she's going to want to follow what you're When you say quiet, she's like, got the message. No problem. Okay. Okay. So, and, and so is it the same kind of a thing? Like if she, in the morning, She'll go outside and she goes potty right away. Before mm-hmm. she goes to bed, she'll always go potty. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the day, she may or may not. And if she doesn't, she'll go potty in the kitchen. And that's when I go, ah, like, and uh-huh. tell her not to do that. Okay, but no, if you don't catch her in the act, you can't say nothing. Okay, you okay, can't. If oh, I catch her as she's squatting. As she's squatting, then you're, what you're going to do is you're going to clap your hands and go, ah, wrong. Okay, she's going to jump. <laughs> okay, and then you're going to go pick her up, and you're going to take her out on your line, like a 15-foot line or whatever, mm-hmm. put her down, go potty, but she's not going to. You just scared her, okay? Mm-hmm. So then when she, you know, she'll try to just be out there for a minute or two, no longer than that, and then bring her back in, put her in her kennel, wait about 5, 10 minutes, now let her calm down, now take her back out and let her finish. Okay, you can never bring a dog back to the accident. I mean, uh, and the reason is, is because dogs, the minute they potty and they move forward, they're into the next minute of time. Mm -hmm. If you try to bring her back or say something later, all she knows is you're upset. And so you're going to get that reaction like, oh, she knows what she did. Mm -hmm. Drop a handkerchief on the floor and do the same thing you do as if that was a pile of doo-doo or a a potty spot. You're going to get the same reaction. And she had nothing to do with that that handkerchief. But she so that tells you she's reacting to you she's not act reacting to the deed okay you got that well thank you okay yeah. good we've well, had we in 53 years we've had a dog for 49 of them oh my goodness gracious <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we had an, another morky before her and we took her in to um, have a physical and a rabies shot and found out she was in the end stage liver failure and had to have her put down how old was she she would have been ten this month. Oh my, my! So my. that was really that. That was just devastating. Oh no, and kidding! So three weeks later, here you are. God brought us this little <laughs> blessing, and she is she's wonderful. Oh, that's what's but her name? Potty training and all that again. Oh, it's fun, ain't it? Yeah. It's, it's what's the pupper's name? I'm retired. Yeah. What's the pupper's name? Her name is Luna. Luna. Oh, good job. There yeah. you go. Now, does she have a middle name? Well, actually, her first name I wanted to name her Presh. 
Okay. Which was short for precious. Right. And my husband had called the other Morky, her name was Lucy, and he always called her Luna. Oh, okay. And so now we have precious Luna. <laughs> there you go. So well, compromising, that's what it's all about. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, take okay. care. If you got any other, if you need any more help, just give me a call up at Katie's Canines, okay? Or send okay, me an email. Thank you. And we're coming for classes besides. We've done that before. Excellent. We'll be returning with this puppy. Yay. It'll be great to see you again. Okay, thank take you, care. Katie. Bye bye. There you go. Yeah, you got it. The little ones so barkety, barkety, barkety. You know, let you know because it, but because most people don't do any input into the dog's head because they're little, so they just carry them around or have you know they're lap dogs. Right. They don't make them think, and then the dogs become very reactive to their surroundings because they don't have the confidence, and that's mm-hmm. why every time I get small dogs that come into my class, I just want to hug and kiss the people <laughs> and just say thank you for installing confidence yes. in your dog. Yes. <laughs> Love that. No kidding. Okay, hey, give a holler, guys. 651-641-1071. Who's up? We have Deanna, and she has a question about walking with a leash. All right. Hi, Deanna. How you doing? Hi, I'm great. <laughs> Good. What kind of pupper do you have? Um, I have a little Shih Tzu. Okay. And she was a rescue dog. Thank you for rescuing. And when we got her, she was about eight, and she will be 10 this summer. Okay. And we'd love to take her for a walk, mm-hmm. but she will not walk with us outside. Okay. Um, we've tried, you know, I have a harness, mm-hmm. um, all the things that I'm supposed to have. She'll get to the end of our driveway and just, like, I'm not going any farther. So we've even gone so far as we carry her down the block to the park and then let her walk back. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it's about a 50-50. Sometimes she'll walk back and sometimes she just sits there. Oh, really? Okay. Um, um no. Yeah, and I'm sure she was from a puppy mill, so she yes. probably had never... Yep ever been out of, you know, yep. whatever. So. And so what I would do is, first of all, if she, does she walk to the end of your driveway? Um, no, I'm, she will on the leash if it's kind of on her terms. Okay. Because what you got to do is there again, she's, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling. Okay. To be on a leash. I would let her yeah. drag the leash around the house attached to her okay. harness or to the collar. And then, um, every once in a while, pick it up and just don't be concerned about the word like heel or walk to say, let's go be real yeah. happy. Be the cheerleader. Oh yeah. You take a couple steps, stop, ask her to sit, give her like a scooch in the chest, you know, where the V is underneath the, the under yeah. the, yeah. Give her a little, Oh, very nice. That was very nice. All right. And then just drop the leash and go forward again. And so then pretty soon what you're after is that you can go longer, you know, more like almost make it to the end of the hallway or across the, you know, the, the house and she's, he's walking with you. All right. Then try it in your yard. The biggest thing is to take like a couple steps, stop, Make her sit. Give her the tickle. Oh, very nice. Very nice. you got to pump yeah. her sails up so that she wants to f- follow your lead. All right? And so then what the thing is is that if your goal is that she'll walk down the driveway, okay, and then walk back up the driveway. And then walk down the driveway yep. again and walk back up. And not in the same time. I'm just down yep. and up. We're done. All right? Don't push her. And just be the cheerleader. Okay. Don't turn into, oh, you could do it. Come on. It's not, we're going to have fun. No, now you're recoiling. So put on your cheerleader pants. We can okay. do this. Look at this. Yay yes. Okay. All right? And then also bring a squeaker toy with you. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Come on, let's go. She takes a couple okay. steps. Stop. 
Have her sit. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So build the want to want to follow your lead. And it will get better and you'll get more steps out. But I would not take this dog any longer at first than maybe a block out and a block back. You know, where she. That's about all we do. She loves to go for a ride in the car. Okay, yeah. But like I said, if she was Um, a puppy mill dog, nobody asked anything of her. You know, so that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. And she will not walk in the grass either. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a strange object underneath her paws. And so that you just yep. sometimes just could take, put a blanket out there, sit down on it, and then, you know, play a little bit, and then t- make the blanket get smaller and smaller, and now you're sitting on the grass. All it is is right. getting used to that underneath the feet, and it'll get better and better. Yeah. Just have to have a lot of patience, okay? And be the cheerleader. Yeah. Don't go, oh, there, there, it's okay. Don't do that. When dogs hear the word, it's okay, it means something bad's going to happen. The groomer, the vet, something's not going to happen. Something's bad. Right. And so that's why you've got to right. be the cheerleader, okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's such a sweet dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good, good. Just just be the and cheerleader she, and move her forward. We hardly even know she's around. She's so quiet. Yeah. <laughs> be the cheerleader. Um, Teach her some tricks, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Those are good things. Thank you so you much. You bet, Kato. Have a great day. Okay, what's the biggest animal that has ever lived? The blue whale, African elephant, um, and a, I'm really bad at dinosaurs, spin, S-P-I-N-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. We'll be back. (laughs) All right then, okay, here we go. You know my grandsons? Who can pronounce all these dinosaur oh, names? I'm like, sure. no problem. Okay, so we're going to give this another try. <laughs> okay. Okay, what is the biggest animal that has ever lived? Blue whale, African elephant, a brontosaurus, or the last one is a spin or saurus? I'm going to go with the last one. Spinosaurus. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I don't know. I could be totally wrong here. Uh, but anyway, uh, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Is but, it the blue whale? Yes, it is. It's oh, the blue it is. whale. Okay. The largest animal to ever live. Oh. <clears throat> with, with recorded lengths up to 100 feet. Their average length is about 70 to 90 feet. Uh, that's three school buses lined oh, up in so a row. terrifying. Yeah, with an average weight of 100 to 150 tons. Isn't that something? Wow. The blue whale. Ooh. And um, yeah, I just saw a, a documentary or whatever about the tuna, the fishing, and the dolphins, and then the whales. It just made your heart sad as far as how they get caught in the, you know, fishing for tuna and stuff like that. Yeah, so my heart was just sad. But they've come a long way with trying to get the... Clean up the ocean or, like, to help them? Yeah, to help them how they fish. So they catch less dolphins, and then they are... But it was... My heart was just sad. It's like, my God, we're killing our planet. Mm. Oh, well, let's not go down that rabbit hole, okay? (laughs) Let's go to the phone lines. (laughs) We have Chris, and she has a question about her dog's eating habits. All right. Hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm good, Katie. How are you? Good, good. So what kind of... You got one pupper? We brought our dog up to train with you, and so um, we... Got Nova as a rescue dog when she was about four months old, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been uh, feeding her Nutrisource, and we've been rotating nice. different flavors. Nice. And I don't know if she's training us or what's going on, but she, we have the dry kibble, then we put water in it, like you suggested, and she gets really picky and won't eat unless we put a soft food in there or something that... Uh, is a little more enticing. Okay, now when you put the water in, do you let it be absorbed so the food is now soft? Yes. Okay, and then you fluff it. 
With the fork? Yes. Okay. Yep. And she, okay. And then how long does the bag last that you're feeding? Um, it probably lasts about a month, but we put it in, we listen to everything you said. We put it in like an airtight, not plastic container. Yeah. Uh, a lot of dogs. How many pounds is your dog? Uh 35 pounds. Okay, yeah. See, dogs eat according to smellability, not padability, okay? Dogs have uh-huh. 1,700 taste buds. We have 99,000 taste buds. So a dog comes up, sniffs it, okay, and then they decide if they're going to eat it or not. And some dogs are a little bit more picky. Now, in my book, having that um, around for a month is way over, that it's starting to get really stale and um, and rancid. Even if you oh. do it in the air, because every time you open that up, you're letting air in, and then you unmorally you let air, you lock air in. And see, whatever when you buy dry food, it should last maybe a week and a half to two weeks, and then you're into the next formula. All right. Oh. And so that's what I'm thinking is that if it's towards the end of the bag that, you yeah. know, it's going to be the dog is like, yeah, not so much. And so and right. dogs are really good. I don't know if you remember the old seven melamine poisoning, you know, with all the diamond diamond products. Yep. Okay, the first thing that everybody was common to say, they dogs didn't, and the cats, you know, like, were becoming finicky eaters. They wouldn't eat it, so they had to doctor it up. When a dog di- normally will eat it, and they do- they're not now, that tells me that, okay, it's gone stale, and there's rancidity, and they can smell that. And then when you put the, you know, you doctor it up, it takes that away, and now the dog goes and eats it. Right, and so that's why, like I say, and now there are now little dogs like 15 pounds and under. Now, normally, no matter what you feed, about the third or fourth day, they're like got something else. (laughs) They don't. I don't care how fresh it is. They will. They don't even want to eat the same thing more than three, four days in a row. So that's where you got to learn to have a good rotation. And and unfortunately, I wish somebody would make something for smaller dogs because a lot of the bags now are six pounders or eight pounders, and that's a lot for a little dog. I wish they'd come out with like you know two. Two pounders or three pounders because then like i said you could take half of it and put it in the freezer and then feed half of it out and then have it get another three pounder put that half of the freezer you know so then now you're going to feed that out within a week week and a half no more than two weeks but i'm, I'm gathering that's what it is and you're towards the end of the bag now are you yes. are you pouring the the food into the bin or setting the bag in there uh pouring the food into the bin i've done both Okay, because see the problem. While I left it in the bag. Yeah, no, you want to always leave it in the bag, and the reason is because when you pour it, you know the last. Uh for most dog foods, the last step to get that smellability in, they spray fat on it. Okay. And then it goes into the bag, and that's why it looks like shiny when you open it. Now, when yes. you pour it into the plastic tote, what happens is that those pores, plastic is porous. It opens mm-hmm. the pores, and they grab the fat and pull it in. Okay, now you're feeding it. It goes down and down and down and down. Now you bring out a new bag, and you pour it in, and those pores reopen to grab that rancid fat now and now you're spewing yuckiness into the new dog food and so that's why what you just want to do is put place the bag in the tote but see i always get the six pounders or the eight pounders and then when i feed then i burp the air out of it and then i fold it properly and clip it shut but i always burp that air out as much as i can get out okay and so okay. that's what you should do more because like I say, the, if, they, if it's last longer than two weeks, 10 to one now that between the air, no matter how you store it, unless you store it in the freezer, you know, it's gotten okay. to it and it's going to make it go, like I say, rancid and stale and the dogs pick up on that. 
Okay. So it's well, not, I know I always buy the big bag so that I don't have to keep going back. But no, see, what you do is like what I did, you know, my 90-pounder Zelda, okay? Yep. Um, I got the six and eight-pounders. I just go buy, you know, five or six of them. You know, and so yeah. they're all different formulas, and then I just put them in that. Well, <laughs> half of my pantry is dog food, <laughs> not people yeah. food. But and so then, so I'm going to the store once. That's going to last me for three, four months. But you know what I mean. So I'm not always going back to the the store, and that's why a lot of reasoning is of people buying the bigger bag. They want to have to keep going back to the store. So when you yeah. when you buy the six pounders or eight pounders, you just buy you know four or five of them, six of them, depending on the size of your dog. So it'll take you a couple months. So you're not running back and then plus it's being stored better so it stays fresher for the dogs okay 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 and then one other question sure. i have is she's kind of she's getting better but she's always been a runner and we she's very good she's been trained very well and my daughter keeps her in line and uh she will go on a leash but if she gets the opportunity she is Gone. Yep, and so that's why I've had a couple of those too. And the thing is, I just put them on a twenty-foot long line, not a retractable, but a long line. So when I'm out, they're uh, they're hooked to me because I'm not. I I had that happen to me once with my Elsie. I could not find her for almost a whole day, and she had followed some boys in on their bikes into Hugo. And so <laughs> it was. And so the thing is, is that I would never wanted that feeling ever again because that's what she would do every once in a while. She just go, and I'm that's not worth it to me. Okay. Okay, hold on. We got to go to break. So hold on. We can talk more about this when we get back if you want. Okay, here it is. Fill in the blank. Uh, there are the most pets, uh, most pet blank in the U.S. Birds, cats, dogs, horses, which is the most in the U.S. We'll be back.